not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one to Ready to party! I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What's up, you ghouls and goblins? <laughs> Spooky. Oh, mom and dad, cut it out. Yeah, that was, was so lame. That was so lame. Me and Josh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Dude. You guys are going to be just like us when you grow up. <laughs> We're not like a regular mom and dad. We're a cool mom and dad. Nice. We love a callback. <laughs> Today is a special day. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy spooky time. What's in your candy bag? Twix, baby. Not Milky Way. (laughs) (laughs) Not Milky Way. Everyone listening, um, Rashawn loves Milky Way. He hates Twix. Number one candy treat. Fucking insane. I don't hate Twix. I just don't think they belong in the world. Okay, okay, but okay. But Milky okay. Ways do? Check it. Let's, yes. let's, let's just do this. On the count of three, everybody just say their favorite candy out loud. Oh, like bet. from those, from the choices? No, period. No, just period. Ooh. And then we'll all we'll all choose someone to vote off the island. Oh, we love ah. that. Okay. Oh, okay. On the count of three, ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, two, three. Twix. All Snickers. What'd you say, Carmela? Kit Kat? Okay. Almond Joy, Lacey, really? No, what? almond. No, almond Snickers. It's a new oh, name. Goodbye. Those are, those are too fire. specific. Goodbye. <laughs> I could have said good and plenties, and I didn't. So oh. you would still leave. Try it. Try it. I dare you. Good and plenties are just black licorice, which is Ew. just with candy over the. They, it's you just all soft can tar. go to hell. My grandma Ew. and I will eat them all without you. Candy corn also? No, I like I like to look at candy corn. I don't like to eat candy corn. <laughs> yeah, I can't confirm. She just buys candy corn at the store and empties it out on her table and just looks at it. It's what cute. kind of sociopath just looks at candy corn? You know corn? what you should do, Lacey? You should just put them in a vase. You know, Palms like all just, sweaty. Yeah, like on decor. display. Super cute. Yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just sitting here looking at my candy corn. <laughs> Getting all hot and bothered, just staring at candy corn. Counting the cat one by one. Is it the white? Is it the yellow? Is it the orange? I don't know. I meant aesthetically. I meant aesthetically. I like the idea of candy corn. Well, fam, I thought it would be a great idea to talk about the quintessential Halloween movie, Halloween. Pop your pussy to this track. (laughs) It wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. 
make sure no family members listen to this episode. <laughs> Put this episode behind a paywall. <laughs> I was going to say, but now I feel dirty saying it. No, let's hear it. No matter what is said about this movie, it has like the most iconic horror soundtrack. Period. Oh, absolutely. Correct. Give or take, that- if you count it a horror film, give or take Jaws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's more thriller. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the music sets up the entire movie in that, the intro with all of the credits as you slowly zoom in on the pumpkin. It, like, mm-hmm. completely sets the atmosphere for what you're about to watch. One time when I was 16, <laughs> my friend Brennan and I figured out how to do, was it, on cell phones, you used to be able to call as an as an unknown number. Star sixty nine. Star six seven. No, star six seven. Was it? Star no, wasn't six, it star? Yeah. There star was six, a star sixty nine is is calling back. It's calling back. Yeah. Ah. So we figured out how to call as an unknown number, and we spent the entirety of Halloween night in his basement calling people from a block number, and just playing the soundtrack to Halloween out loud. I am not surprised by this. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Well, let's get the facts out of the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. John Carpenter's Halloween, written, produced, directed by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It's a 1978 slasher film starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Yes. Say her name. PJ Souls, Nancy Loomis, and the incredible Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis. This movie is, I don't want to say the, but the slasher film. You know, you have Psycho, you have Peeping Tom, Black Christmas, but this pretty much opened the floodgates for what we have now, what came in the 80s and what we have now to this day. Um, it's hard to really find fault in it but i'm Mm. sure some people on this episode will try Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a bold statement it's a bold statement i think this i personally on halloween i will say that halloween is perfect a perfect film a a 10 a 10 10 10 can i ask you a philosophical question rashawn before what do you want you don't want why don't you hit him with the plot first hit him with the plot first and i'll ask you Oh, my God. So Halloween is about (laughs) a mental patient who was committed to a sanitarium for murdering his teenage sister on what Halloween night (laughs) when he was six years old. 15 years later, he escapes, returns to his hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he stalks a female babysitter and her friends. Okay. That's the plot, y'all. Can I hit you with a philosophical question? Philosophical. Okay. You said it's the slasher movie. I did. Is it possible for it to be usurped? I guess it's the first official, the grandfather slasher movie. Is it possible to get usurped? Well, the I think the grandfather, daddy, mama, baby, sister, brother is probably Psycho, <laughs> followed by Black Christmas. That's true. But in terms of raw slasher, isn't Scream better than this? Like, isn't... Oh, he pulled out Ooh. Scream. Ooh. He's, starting, he's starting heavy. I see okay. what you're doing, bitch. <laughs> but I mean that, though, because, like, especially, sorry, this movie is old. Is it possible for it to get dethroned or just because it's sort yes. of yes, it, yes, it, yes. spawned this? Does it stay Come the... Out of hush. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Scream, my one of my favorite movies, period, of all time. 
literally scores the third act of its film with Halloween. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Didn't answer my question, but okay. <laughs> he said you, sir. I don't even know what that means. You didn't even answer it. <laughs> it's when you forgot your spoon, but you're already at the table, and so you <laughs> sir. <laughs> An educational <laughs> podcast. Catch me gentlemen. November. I'm leaving. Reading <laughs> oh rainbow on that ass. <laughs> Carmela, speak your piece. Speak your piece because okay. you over there. You over there in the corner, silent. No. So I have seen this movie maybe like two or three times, and each time I think I'm gonna like it more than I do. <laughs> Mm. And, I, it, and it, it hasn't happened yet. And I feel like it's because I'm supposed to really like it as like a quote unquote film. As a cinephile, I'm supposed to love this movie. It's it's the Halloween movie. It's the slasher movie. And it's just like kind of boring sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> I am with Elle on this. I just... I know, I get it, because it's a slow burn. I get it. It's 1978. That's what what we have in horror movies, is everything is a slow burn. Everything doesn't kind of start happening until almost 45 minutes in. You're just like, okay, you're setting up everything. But within that, you get bored in this one. It's a little slow. It's a little quiet. <laughs> Michael is moving at the pace of a glacier it's just not here can i interject because i i agree with what you're saying mila i feel like i can appreciate what this movie is and what it was and what it started um i really think like you said rashawn this is the the quintessential slasher movie and it really invigorated the horror genre for viewers but watching it now, however many years later, like, it, it's, yeah. I appreciate what? it for, I appreciate it for what it is and what it did, but it's just kind of boring. And my God, the acting. <laughs> and can we talk about how, like, everyone looks 40? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I want Rashawn to have some time here. <sighs> I'm gonna go eat my Reese's on the couch. Watch, <laughs> watch I don't, here's the thing. Before you go, I'll give you your time, <laughs> but me first. <laughs> you brought it up. Take it. Take it. I have specific problems with this movie. I didn't like the pacing either, but I think that's a product of those of us like Lacey Mel and I raised in the nineties. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> That was slick, motherfucker. That was slick. <laughs> no, for real, though, I, I understand pacing is and was and will always be different through the decades. So I'm 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 not going to fault it for its pacing. It does have fairly slow pacing. And that's also a product of uh, one man writing, directing and co-producing this. That when you have next to no budget, there's not a lot you can do in terms of fast action. Mm-hmm. So. I will take the side of Rashawn when it comes to the pacing and the 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 boringness of it. That uh, I didn't. There's no boringness. Continue. <laughs> in, in that, it's not really. 
It's not the movie's fault. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say first and foremost to touch back to Carmela. You are a, a GD cinephile. You know what I mean? Cinephiles are people that love movies. You love movies just because you don't like Halloween doesn't mean you're not a cinephile. Thank you. You Aww. on this you on this goddamn podcast. Yeah. So sweet. Haven't said that, motherfucker. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh-oh. First of all, you said nothing happens. This movie starts with one of the best POV shots where a six-year-old murders his sister. If that does not happen, <laughs> if nothing happens <laughs> after that first five minutes, I mean, that's a pretty monumental moment would right. you not say i mean jump started an entire franchise i agree i agree i mean what Lacey said is like i appreciate the movie for what it's done for her horror movies okay if i can make a very thin comparison i am not a shakespeare person mm. but i appreciate shakespeare for what it's done for the theater do i want to go watch shakespeare in the park absolutely fuck no never <laughs> but I appreciate what it's done for other things. So like in Halloween, do I necessarily love it as a movie? Is it my go-to spook movie? No. Mm-hmm. But I most likely will have it on during October because it just it, it creates a vibe. And but, you live with Rashawn. And I live with you. Yeah, I live with Rashawn. So I got to watch it. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie doesn't work if he's stabbing people right off the bat. No. If, no, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. And there, the moments of him in the station wagon and hiding behind the bush and across the street, I think all of that works to highlight the banal elements of suburbia you know what i mean like it's he is this force like dr loomis says that has just like plopped himself in the middle of a neighborhood and you have to kind of get to the oh here's tommy getting bullied at school and here's laurie and linda and annie walking home from school talking about boys and then in the background or driving past them there's this presence of evil and all of that really has to build to the last 20 minutes or so where it all explodes. Right. I mean, that's very Strangers-esque. I think that's, I mean, we talked about last week, I believe the element of suspense is something that makes the movie, that makes horror movies way more impactful and way more scary is that mm-hmm. that sense of impending doom. And I think mm-hmm. that's what it tries to do throughout. Rise. <laughs> How? Rise. Why can't Mike Myers kill someone until he's seen their titties? That's a great that's a great segue. I've typed up some words, ladies and oh. gentlemen. Ooh. <laughs> Shit. Bear with me. I'm going to take you on a journey. Did you say oh. skip? No, I said, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> skip. <laughs> That's fucking rude. If you hear Sean's voice, fucking skip. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> so this is not a new theory or a new observation, but I think Halloween is, with the characters of Michael and Lori, about 
the idea of sexual repression. Um, the first thing Michael does in the movie, he sees his sister having sex. He goes upstairs, finds her naked, and he stabs her with a knife. He penetrates her with a knife. Oh. The... Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> I said bear with me. Okay. <laughs> From there on, all the other women in the film, he strangles. The only guy that he kills in the film, he stabs, he penetrates him also with a knife. And I think a lot of that is hinting at the fact that this is someone who is sexually repressed. Throughout the rest of the film, Annie and Linda talk to Lori about not pressuring her, but about the fact that she has no boyfriend and Mm -hmm. that they're all planning at the end of the night to have sex with their boyfriends. And Lori does not have sex at all because as horror movies, yeah. And as horror movies dictate, she is a virgin. So that is also on her side as the protagonist, as the good guy, she is sexually repressed. Tommy and Lindsay, the kids that she's babysitting, ask her about the boogeyman. And I think that that is a veiled conversation about kids asking an adult about sex. Because hmm. they ask her if the boogeyman is real. She tells them, no, it's just like a figment of your imagination. It's not a thing. Don't worry about it. Annie and Linda and Bob are either on their way or have just finished having sex when Michael kills them. Like It Follows, he is the embodiment of sexual fear. He comes when you're trying to have sex or he comes right after you've had sex to kill you. He comes after you come. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Gave it to you. Finally, at the end of the movie, Lori puts the kids to bed. Before she, after having talked to Linda and talked to Annie, she puts the kids to bed before she explores, quote unquote, her sexual curiosity. So she walks across the house. She finds all of her friends dead in a bed. They've all had sex. They're all dead. And Michael emerges from the shadows, chases her all over the house, and he finds her in a closet. How is she exploring her sexual curiosity? Because she's walking over to find her friends who have been having sex. Oh, okay. Okay. What? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Then finally, my last point of my argument or (laughs) observation is that the only person as these two sexually repressed people can come at each other, the only person who is able to harm Michael or penetrate him with a knife is Lori. She doesn't kill him. He doesn't kill her. But the only person that saves them is a psychiatrist. Neither of them are defeated, but the psychiatrist comes, saves the day, shoots Michael, pushes him away from Lori, and he disappears. Or it could just be a really good slasher film. (laughs) (laughs) I can see some of those points, especially the ones regarding michael the beginning of them Mm -hmm. but i wonder if it's another case of meaning getting put on a book or movie years after it's been made without it being the author's intent and it's sort of an accidental symbolism that they maybe didn't fully intend but just kind of happened oh 100 percent uh people have asked john carpenter what it meant and he was like he's just fucking evil Mm. right but yeah, I mean, symbolism can come accidentally too, so I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I just said that because obviously I've 
it's October. I've watched this already three times. So I will say I think this movie severely overestimates the strength of six-year-olds. What do you mean, Dot? What do you think I mean? So mad. Because he stabs her? He diced her like she was made of ice cream. (laughs) Like one. Worst line reading I've ever heard coming from her oh at the beginning my of that. Josh, it can be iconic and bad. Those are not mutually exclusive, <laughs> but it's not bad. Oh, Rashawn, it's not bad. I think Michael, that- <laughs> Michael, <laughs> whatever. Okay, but so then I have a he fuck- he dices her. She doesn't even resist. By the way, but. He and he's not going fast either. It's just kind of methodical. Have you met a six-year-old? They got spaghetti noodles for arms. <laughs> was your question? Oh, so my question was because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you like the fact that this movie is like a slow burn, and everything happens slow. Um, but so in the re- the Rob Zombie remakes. Did it kind of turn you off that it's like super gory and fast and more modern take on it? Not necessarily because I loved the Halloween that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty gory movie. I think what I didn't care for was the need to give, like you said last week or before i don't like prequels i don't need them and they were like well let's show him as a kid and yeah his mom's trailer trash and like abusive and so that's why he does all this i think part of what makes this movie so scary is that he just is you know no i'm with you on that is that's kind of how i felt about the maleficent movies there's something to be said about just an evil entity being evil that's a it's okay for something in a film to be just evil incarnate, whether it's a witch or a serial killer, whether they're primordial, a spirit or whatever. It's okay sometimes for something evil to just be to its core evil. Yeah. In this movie, he's not her brother. Right. Is that him the second one? That's the second one. Yeah. So he just is, he killed his sister as far as this film's continuity is concerned. He killed his sister. He came to back home and he ended up, you know, choosing a babysitter to kill. And it just happens. And I think that's what's so scary about it. Mike. I'm going to call him Mike. Does Mike <laughs> ever know that Lori's his sister? I don't remember. Is that ever implied? In two. And kind of. So Michael's not in three. It's a whole thing. But in uh, four, for yeah, sure. they imply that there's like a connection and that he Well, knows. yeah, because eventually Lori starts calling him like her brother and stuff. Mm-hmm. In H2O, yeah. Are we acknowledging that movie as a, as a movie? <gasps> oh, what is your on. deal? What's no, your I've deal? Only, I've only, you know, we're not, ta- we're not talking about H2O. We no, can I talk wanna, about I want to tap into it. I want to tap into it. So I, you know how I do, I watched all seven of these movies (laughs) before we we talked about this. And Carmela watched H2O for the first time. Dude, I kind of liked it, not gonna lie, more than this, this, I think because, uh, 
I guess maybe it's just because it's a little bit more modern thing. It's moving. The pacing is there for me. There's a little bit more story behind it. Whether it's like a good story or a bad story. I'm not saying that this movie is great, but I just had a lot more fun with it than I did with just Halloween. What's the story? That, you know, he's like (laughs) after Josh Harnick, because it's been in like 17 years, he's coming back. And she's like, oh my God, I I keep seeing your reflection. Boom, you're here. That sounds like the first movie to me. Correct but there's me. no son. <laughs> or Michelle Williams. The plot of Halloween H2O is that Michael wants Lori, which is the plot of Halloween. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is H2O the one where LL Cool J doesn't die because it's in his contract that he can't die? Correct. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's anyway. boss that's a boss move i like that yeah. <laughs> having your rider that you can't fucking die in the script is baller <laughs> it's just it's funny it is it is i don't know it, it falls in line with like scream and i know what you did last summer it just kind of falls in line with those type of movies where the characters have some wit behind them that like the original doesn't well he did some he didn't write the original script, but Kevin Williamson did some rewrites. Those were all kind of jumbled together. They were like, that track. Scream's really good, so mm-hmm. can you make this Scream-ish? They even use the score to Scream in Halloween H2O. <laughs> and didn't you say the house? Or yeah, and, the, and the, how, the part of the school is the house in Scream 3. So, mm. so it's all very much part of that 90s-ish. Lacey, you're awfully quiet. Listen, I cannot get over how badly everyone died. In Halloween? (laughs) Yes. I can't, like, the kills are iconic. The kills are amazing. But these actors, you don't see that kind of bad acting in a first-time improv class. Their eyes are rolling into the back of their head. They're dying with their (laughs) eyes open and crossed. They are... Being Have you ever died, Lacey? They are you being don't choked to death. <laughs> they are being choked to death. If you're being choked, that means you cannot breathe. They are being choked to death and going. <gasps> a lot of moaning. A lot of moaning. <laughs> if you're being choked, you Sexual can't breathe. Repression. Okay, but like, there's no death if you can <laughs> breathe. That, I think that's the thing, Jamie Lee Curtis reached icon status so quickly because she's the only good actress in the main and of course of course dr loomis is amazing but i mean in 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 the main meat of the movie and in the bulk of the of the act two and three she's the only good actress so obviously (laughs) i disagree she looks incredible i disagree i think they are very much Acting in a style that was, if you watch many movies from the 70s. Yeah, the style are, being bad. <laughs> get off this podcast right now. <laughs> but I, th- I think they're in line with a lot of that style of acting, which is not natural. I would agree with you, but everything up until then was well done. Everything up until then was very naturalistic and heightened to the sense that it was the 70s. Right? Shit, sure, everything was heightened yeah. So it was heightened, but it was very real. Like these were very real people that you knew from your suburbia, you knew from your high school. 
until <laughs> the Ducks came. And it was like, we're turning on the community theater, never acted before. This is how you die. Ah! Like, everything was so bad, Rashawn. I think their deaths and their dying, their dying acting, let's call it, mm-hmm. has to be exaggerated and loud and over the top because Michael is just this still force. Like he's, he has no expression on his mask. He doesn't move at all. He just like wraps a phone cord around her and she's like, and I think that's part of what makes it so scary is that he's not even like trying to hold them. He just like wraps it and he stands there and you hear like the, get this boy some inhaler you know that to me would be way more scary if the deaths were realistic i lose all sympathy i lose all connection to these characters when they're flailing about like crazy people no rashad when he when when jamie lee curtis opens the closet let me finish don't tag him let me finish when Jamie Lee Curtis opens the closet and her friend is just laying there with her mouth open and her eyes open and crossed. You cannot tell me that that adds to the scary part of this movie. That is ridiculous. That is campy. That is not. No. <laughs> Josh. Go. Great. What? I think any choking scene is way more powerful and effective the more realistic it is. And I put to you a Quentin Tarantino film. Oh, shit. Okay, you cannot say realistic and Tarantino film in the same sentence. Yes, Inglorious Bastards, the choking scene, it is long and it is quiet and it is very uncomfortable. Yeah, but those are like, those are not in the real world. They're not. They're just not. Even Inglorious Bastards. Like, those movies are not, you don't go to them for realism. You are just talking about how heightened Halloween is. What does that have to do with anything? It's on the real world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. It doesn't need to be ground. She doesn't need to die realistically. She's literally being choked by a telephone cord. Who dies like that? Nobody. A garrot is a lot like a telephone cord. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I don't even (laughs) know. Also, you're saying these people are dying by choking when they can still breathe. So. Bars. I got your bars. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all Milky Snickers, Way. Snickers, Twix, and Milky Way. I do have, I have an observation. What? I think either that mask is more restricting than we think, or Michael Myers needs glasses, because every time he swung the knife as an adult, he missed. <laughs> There's not a single time he connects properly with the knife. And I know what you're going to say. He kills the guy. He's holding the guy up, lifts the knife up, stares at the guy point blank, and then slowly puts it in. He misses every swing at Lori point blank. He only swings at her once. Like two or three times. No. On the couch, he misses. That's uh, The time he... The time he catches her her sleeve, he misses. He needs bifocals, man. <laughs> it's oh, dark. The mask. It's dark in the house. <laughs> dark in the house, and I'm in the house dark. Also, how many knives did he have? 
He Just comes one. back. No, no, because no. <laughs> Lacey and I caught this in the final shot. He's ru- he he runs away and it cuts to all the places he's been, like the bed and the closet and then the couch. And the knife is still on the ground next to the couch, <laughs> as well as the knife in the bedroom that he went after her with. <laughs> So in the got, jumpsuit, he has he's, just He's knives. stashed in the jumpsuit like <laughs> ten knives. He opens the jumpsuit up like, like a street vendor, and there are just <laughs> knives on both sides. Y'all not gonna come for my boy Mikey, okay? That's no, that's not on Mikey. That's that's on the that's on the prop master or script supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was made on a budget. It was. It was on a budget and it was on a really limited time schedule, right? It was like 30 days mm-hmm. this movie was filmed in. And uh, that is incredible. They actually shot it in 20 days. Like that, jokes aside, that's fucking impressive. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then they had two weeks before for pre and two weeks after for post. Like there's a lot of things you can rag on this movie about, but to... Are there? To, mm-hmm, we there's just a did. few. Beat. And there's one thing I still... <laughs> have a problem with but i'll i'll sandwich it with it is it's one of those where you're watching it and whether or not you're bored you i can see how someone would be no while you're watching it you can i don't know how else to describe it but you can tell it's a classic while you're watching it yeah it's undeniably the building block and the the structural integrity of what became the slasher series mm-hmm. or think, slasher. Yeah, think of any horror movie that you love, you can pinpoint part Halloween. of its DNA back to Halloween. Well, yeah. as we were like talking about this, I was thinking about It Follows and how there are so many calls to Halloween. Yeah, like absolutely. her sitting in the classroom and looking out the window. Mm-hmm. That's Halloween right there. Yeah. I mean, just the the overall aesthetic yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. speaking of classics isn't isn't jamie lee's mom the lady from psycho what what i thought he was gonna say something really sarcastic Uh, (laughs) (laughs) janet lee was marianne in psycho and then that's her mom i told you this when you watched it i looked no you said that's her mom but i didn't know her mom was janet lee from psycho so we're watching Halloween H2O. Janet Lee has a small yeah. winking part in yeah. H2O. She has a little cameo in it. And she's like, oh, this old lady is gonna die. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's her mom. But I thought you knew that Jamie Lee was Janet Lee's daughter. No, I I thought you were just like, that's her mom. I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you love Psycho. I know, but she doesn't look like it. She Wait, got a little... you love Psycho and you hate Halloween? Make it make sense. I don't hate Halloween. I'm just saying it's a little boring. Psycho's more boring <laughs> than Halloween. <laughs> she hasn't watched Psycho in like... No, I've watched it. When? Oh, you know, we're talking about Halloween today. <laughs> 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 no i mean it's it's i can't deny psycho is very slow as well i just have like a, a nostalgic feeling with psycho that you have with halloween yeah but you have it for like period setting mm-hmm. you, you love a good period piece i do which psycho is not a period piece but <laughs> now it is <laughs> yeah my final issue i want to raise comes oh. the very end of the movie. Can I? The- oh, I'm gonna nerd out really quick. Yeah. 
at the end of the movie when she tells the kids to go down to the McKenzie's. Mm-hmm. The exact same line is said in Scream in the opening scene. Casey's dad tells her oh, mom shit. to go down to the McKenzie's. And Aww. then at Halloween H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis tells Joss Hartnett to go down to the Beckers, which is Drew Barrymore's Casey's house. That's fucking cool. That's, that's really cool. cool. Like, that yeah. puts a big old shit-eating grin on my face. That's <laughs> yeah, so cool. That is really cool. Well, now I don't want to be mean. No, have at it. Have at it. No, this is just about how, uh, why Loomis did something stupid. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. What is it? Do you th- <laughs> is it the gun? Oh, no. That's not what I thought. What did you think? Someone has said this to me before, why he stays at the house for so long. He stays oh. at Michael's house for a while. but That's but. whatever. He's slow and old. Uh, <laughs> so he finally gets upstairs and he breaks up the fight and he pops off six rounds at Michael. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to whoever is playing Michael at the time, literally stepping backwards onto the ledge and then falling. <laughs> Play it back. You can see him. That's fine. They didn't have stunt. I'm not going to fault them for not having enough time or budget to get like stunt performers. That's not the issue. Yeah. The issue is it comes back to Loomis after Michael has fallen and he's still holding his revolver up. And then he goes, why did you shoot again, man? <laughs> he pulls the trigger again. Well, hasn't he spent... I will say, yes, okay. Yes. But... Michael had fallen <laughs> off the ledge. What's he shooting at? Hasn't he's he just spent like, this he's... whole time trying to, like, rehabilitate and work with Michael? Like, there's got to be an emotional attachment connection there for him, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so you just had to kill somebody that you've spent the last however many years... 15 hoping to help so i'm sure there's got to be some trauma response in that to shooting the air that's a trauma response shooting again like oh yeah i think if i was like yeah if i was like shooting someone i would like keep pulling the trigger until but it was like stumble fall <laughs> Y'all are monsters. <laughs> why, why did he pull the trigger I'm again? I'm defending it. I'm defending it. <laughs> I'm talking about this duo over here. Me? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Jormella. I mean, maybe he was like, "Well, I went through the whole gun set. Let me just finish it off." The you gun know? set. That's what it's called. <laughs> A gun set. You know, the little mini guns that you put in your gun that fly out of it, the gun set. I'm going to go give me a gun set. (laughs) Here's my thing. Here's all I'm going to say is that this movie. Actually, I don't know. I fucking love this movie, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't think any of us can look at it and not appreciate what it is. Halloween is an iconic movie it just now as far as movies go it it set such a high precedent for what horror movies could be and the horror community continues to build upon it so going back and watching it now it's you can appreciate what it is but horror movies are on a whole new level that's, of scary and mm-hmm, totally that's what it is is that this movie spawned things like Scream and It Follows, movies that have the same energy and that carry themselves like Halloween because the creators 
clearly grew up watching Halloween once a week. Now they're afforded the thirty million dollar budget and these and stunt performers and and special effects artists. So it's it's hard when what this movie created has now surpassed it in terms of just raw filmmaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the remake reboot that came out two years ago is is really really good i actually haven't seen it i thought isn't it a sequel or is it just straight up halloween one so it erases everything after the original halloween oh i thought it erased everything after two no because it erases the notion that they're brother and sister oh shit i should watch this it's incredible i i really really liked it who directed it david Gordon Green. Fincher? David Fincher directed Halloween? <laughs> not give me a boner right now. <laughs> I'll bust through this mic, man. <laughs> Get your horny ass out of here. Dick through the mesh, man. Don't do it. David Gordon Green actually was written by uh, Danny McBride. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot. That's all right. Good for him. Like it's, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Like Danny McBride. Danny McBride. <laughs> like James Franco's friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like Eastbound yeah. and Down, Danny McBride. That's awesome. Because there's ahead. this whole. I don't, not to spoil anything, but like, is he in it? No, he's not in it. But there oh. are. It's a new trilogy, actually. So there's mm. two more coming. What were you saying, Mel? Oh, I was going to say there's like a whole scene with a babysitter and like the kid that is very Danny McBride. So that's funny. just perfect. And it doesn't seem out of place. That is just like, I think how I was talking about how HTO has like the wittiness that the original Halloween doesn't have. I think this one kind of puts both together in a really good way. Yeah. It's, it's made for the Josh and Carmela's of, of, the halloween franchise that are like yeah yeah kind of but i was i was a little bored and then totally it ups everything and then still brings you jamie lee curtis i was all about it oh yeah i mean that's also a curse of not to get too like society but (laughs) (laughs) not to get too jokery on you but it's kind of the curse of today's filmmaking is that when you when when studios or indies are able to crank out high octane movies that don't stop for 90 minutes mm-hmm. attention span starts to dwindle just like as a collective yeah, yeah totally y'all um y'all want to play a game on halloween absolutely let's, let's play a little halloween game let's do sure. it all right <laughs> <laughs> i want to play a game all right everyone gird your loins all right, we're going to play two games on this spooky night. Mm. The first game is called Call Me By Your Name. Wait. Well, there will be no peach fucking. I was Do about to ask if I need a peach. <laughs> Y'all got some fruit handy? <laughs> so. The original title of Halloween was The Babysitter Murders. So I have a few titles that were the original titles of a few famous horror films. 
So I'm going to give you that title and then buzz in. Buzz we in. all know how well I did last time, so let's go. Some of these are easy. Some of them I went a little hard. Y'all ready? Yeah. Ready. Cool. First one is easy. The original title of this film was Scary Movie. Josh. Scream. That is correct. I don't like playing with Josh. I know. He doesn't fight fair. No. Josh is... Sidebar, real quick. Josh. What did I not do? That's not fair. Josh is a Family Feud fanatic, and Josh is very much of the mindset of, I don't need to know the answer. I'm gonna buzz in first, and I'll figure it out <laughs> after <laughs> I win be, the buzzer. That's the key, that's, though. That's, that's where most smart. That's where yeah, answers are decided in those that first second and a half. Regardless, don't hate the player, hate the game, I baby. Don't oh. like it. I don't like it. Question two. The original title of this film was Here Comes the Boogeyman. (laughs) Joshua? Nightmare on Elm Street. That is incorrect. Wait, I know this. This film uses a very famous song. If I had known there were going to be more hints, I would have fucking... Waited. Look at your little family feud uh, tactic now, huh? Steve doesn't give extra hints. Hello? What's the song? I cannot sing it because it, it is the title of the movie. Oh. Here comes the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. It's the title of the movie. It is the title of literally the first two words. Yeah, I know it. Mary had a little lamb. No. That is, that is correct. <laughs> Come yeah. on, y'all. I hate trivia. I know. <laughs> uh, judges, please give me a clock. And five. No! Oh, man. Four. I'm going to give it back to Josh. Three. Damn it. Two. One. Josh. Was it Hush? That is incorrect. What? Whoa! No way. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? Is it? Is it? Candyman? Candyman? That is incorrect. The original title, Here Comes the Boogeyman, was for the film Jeepers Creepers. Oh, duh. That is a horrible name. Yeah, it's a terrible name. Jeepers Creepers is so much better. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that movie. God! I hate trivia! (laughs) (laughs) Hate it so much. Trivia is just made for people to feel stupid. Like, that's all this is. No. And free pretzels. Ooh. Mm. Big warm pretzels. (laughs) Question three. The original title for this film was Book of the Dead. Mela? Evil Dead? Can I get an article in front of that? The Evil Dead. Thank you. <laughs> she doesn't know what article means. She just knows she needed to add another word. Before <laughs> that's true. That's true. Good job, Mella. <laughs> Thank you. Question four. This is not easy. The original title for this film, classic film, was Head Cheese. <laughs> if everyone guesses, I will give you a hint. Lacey. Nightmare on Elm Street. Incorrect. Look at Freddy fucking cheese head right there. <laughs> Swiss cheese motherfucker. Uh, uh, head cheese. Uh, Mella. Hellraiser? Incorrect. Joshua? That's a good guess, though, Mella. That is, yeah. 
I'm gonna hit him with it. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the clue that will probably give it away. Head cheese is a name that refers to a type of meat jelly made from the heads of farm animals such as calves or pigs. Josh. Did the hills have eyes? Incorrect. Mella? Always no way. Texas Mella. Chainsaw Massacre. That is Thank correct. <laughs> wow. That's a crazy... Well, that's a really nasty title. Nasty title. Remind me, I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw in a long time. Is it just because he has pigs hanging up in his house? Well, they live on a farm. Mm. That's it, though? On oh, the slaughterhouse. Yeah. yeah in the slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse, I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah. That's, that's it. really dumb. The title? Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is so it's much better. Amazing. Yeah. It's an iconic title. Yes. Yeah. Final question of this game. Lacey's mad. I'm just going to sit it out. <laughs> Don't sit it out. The original title for this movie was Star Beast. Arby's? Star <laughs> Beast. <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> Lacey. Alien. That is correct. Lacey. Oh, yes. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mella, congratulations. You are the winner of calling <gasps> by your name. Oh, Timothy Chalamet will be at your door shortly. Oh my God, let me <laughs> shave. <laughs> Wait, let me Google something. But he's dressed as Army Hammer for Halloween. I mean, still down. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, our second game is going to be a quick few rounds of verses. Yeah. I'm going to pit some iconic killers against one another. Mm. You tell me who's winning. Round one. We have The Devil's Rejects versus The Strangers. Oh. oh. Three on three, baby. Here's what I'm going to say. The Strangers, as you've heard before, is my favorite horror movie. It's my favorite scary movie mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. But in a three-on-three situation, I would have to say The Devil's Rejects because what The Strangers are good at is psychological warfare and and staking out a house and isolating their target and fucking with them, while the Devil's Rejects are just a bunch of violent psychopaths. I will say, too, that at the end of The Strangers, you get that super creepy line at the end hmm. where they say, don't worry, it'll be easier next time. Mm-hmm. So they're learning as they go. So I'm going to have to go with Devil's Rejects as well. Malabella. Yeah, I would say them too. Because they are three adults. And doesn't in The Strangers, isn't there a a girl? There's a kid. A kid, yeah. yeah. So I feel like just just on the physical, yeah, Devil's Rejects. It pains me, but I think they lose. Mm -hmm. I will agree. I think if this was set in a house on their home turf the strangers would probably take it but the devil's yeah. rejects are nuts mm-hmm. if they yeah if they're just rumbling yeah Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. round two we have the infected from 28 days later Ugh. oh shit oh shit literally the stuff of nightmares sorry i hate those movies <laughs> they are fast as fuck they're runners yeah okay versus the tethered from us Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I like this one. Ooh. Are we saying are we saying there's an equal amount? There is. Okay. Mm. Say like fucking 50 versus 50. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
I'm going to I'm going to go with um the infected because okay. I feel like with that you are not really your human form in a sense. You mm-hmm. are literally just infected, you're a zombie, you get everything that it comes with right. versus when you're a tethered if I was an old woman I would just be a tethered old woman. I don't like right. run faster. You know what I mean? I got I them just... powder kneecaps, boy. Exactly. <laughs> I think I have to agree because I think the infected part of the virus is that they are faster, they are stronger, and their only purpose is to kill. Whereas the tethered are very much, their choices are based off of what their other tethered person <laughs> is doing yeah. and that yeah. we see that example with the son in us you know he very much manipulates mm-hmm. how the tethered reacts and acts the infected are not tied to anything except their banal instincts so my gut reaction was to say the infected but i'm gonna pretend this is post red in that there is something that 50 tethereds have that 50 infected don't have and that's coordination Mm-hmm. And when defending against zombies, a well-coordinated defense can neutralize even hyper-strong, fast zombies. So with the caveat that this is sort of post-revolution, yeah, post-tethered revolution, I would I would go with the tethered. Okay. So is that two to one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Infected take it. Mm, mm, mm. I think they one bite, one scratch... That's it. You done. You down. The, you out. The tethered become the infected. Oof. That's it's true. true. It's a numbers game. Yeah. They just overtake. All right. Final round. This is a Halloween episode. We are going to pit Michael Myers against Jason Voorhees. Oh. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Go. I gotta say Jason, I think. Why? Because I think in terms of durability, (laughs) they're both pretty much on par. They've both been shot, stabbed, attacked way too many times for any mortal human to withstand. So I think their durability is sort of on par with one another. I think Jason, throughout his career... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has shown more physical acts of prowess. I think he's shown that he could be faster, stronger. Mm. So I think it may come down to, because they can both take a hit, but I think Jason is faster and stronger, and I like his machete. Mm. They've both gotten kind of fast in the reboots. That's true. <laughs> I stick with it. Okay. And Jason played hockey growing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> well, then, how did he get that mask? He doesn't find it till part three. They always be finding masks everywhere. Like, where are all these masks at? I'm gonna give it to Mikey because Mikey doesn't rely on his weapons. He relies on his patience and his brute force as far mm. as strangulation and stalking, and it's not just about. Jason killed a guy who was in a sleeping bag <laughs> with his hands. Yeah, Michael killed somebody with a phone cord. So mm-hmm. Jason doesn't rely on his weapons. That's all I'm saying. Michael crushed a skull with his bare hands. He sure did. Jason crushed this puss with his bare. <laughs> hands. Oh my god! This, 
Y'all are going to get murdered tonight. I'm going to be the virgin left alive at the end. My God. (laughs) New title of this ep, Horny Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all a bunch of tricks in here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on, give us a treat, girl. What you got to say? Well, I guess now's the time to admit that I've never seen Friday the 13th. So I feel like it would be unfair to vote for Jason. So I would have to go with Mikey Mike. Also, we established that his um, mechanic jumpsuit is full of knives. So I feel like (laughs) that could help (laughs) with the fight. (laughs) Yeah, this was never going to be a fair fight. It's it's Halloween. Stand by. Mikey rules. Jason rules. Myers Nation stand up. In conclusion, wrapping things up. Up. Um, hopefully you finished your bag of candy listening to this episode. And you still like us because I know a lot of people love Halloween. Yeah. If these three monsters (laughs) have not turned you away. Okay, two and a half monsters, Lisa. Whatever, Rashawn. Two and a half. Whatever. Wrapping things up, we can all say that Halloween is an iconic movie that has inspired years and years and decades of horror films there is the dna of halloween and pretty much any horror movie we've watched thus far we love jamie lee curtis mm-hmm. maybe we're not the fan of some of the other performances in not movie. at all some <laughs> of us <laughs> the kids are good and if you'd like my essay on sexual repression michael myers and laurie strode please find my my tumblr <laughs> <laughs> I will be giving a dissertation at the end of the week. Halloween fan 6969. <laughs> <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation where we connect an actor from this week's movie to an actor that's in next week's film. So, who can find the fastest connection between Donald Pleasance and Jennifer Lopez? Mm. That's tough, dude. It's very tough. Donald Pleasance, our dear departed, Dr. Loomis. Oh, I'm close. <laughs> Ooh, I'm close. I think I got it. No way. Donald Pleasance was in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers with Paul Rudd, who is in Avengers... Endgame with Chris Hemsworth, who was in Thor Ragnarok with Matt Damon, who was in Goodwill Hunting with Ben Affleck, who was in <laughs> Gili with Jennifer Lopez. Name dropped Gili. Wow. <laughs> we are not doing Gili, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Why not? Awesome job, Joshua. What's the name of this guy again? Dr. Loomis? Donald Pleasance. Oh. Why? <laughs> I already won. I know. I was just She's still trying. <laughs> no. Why? What happened? Oh, I was just like, you know, I just nothing. <laughs> she horny for the doc? <laughs> She's like, it's the trench coat for me. <laughs> it's the bald head for me. <laughs> she said, Mr. Clean's about to try this new fresh smell of orange. It's the empty gun for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the extra bullet for me. 
All right, that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn. Mella. Josh. And Lacey. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give me something to eat. Hey, ah, hey, ah, hey, ah, 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 underwear because hey, we hey. are horny. <laughs> <laughs> we are horny. <laughs> I can never, ever do this. Me either. It's okay. Fucking wrote it. <sighs> we end each episode. Shut up, Rashawn. <laughs> Rashawn, you are loved and you can do this. Be kind to yourself. You are strong. You is important. Ooh, it's the horny in me. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> trying to escape. Give him a shower. It wants out. Okay.